Welcome to Fresh Press, the Journal Star News Podcast. I'm Zach Plahachek. Joining me today is Jim Swenson, Parks Administrator for Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. Hi, Jim. Hey, Zach. You guys have uh, a bunch of new features uh, opening up at uh, the, the Platte uh, River Parks um, this season and in coming seasons. Um, that's what you're here to talk about today. Some exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, what's here and, and what's coming in the near future? Well, I'd be happy to. It's very, very exciting stuff. It's. Uh, I, I tell you what, I feel privileged to be a part of it all. Uh, what you're describing is what we call our Venture Park Project. And uh, we set out on a course a few years ago to look at how we develop parks for the future, how we bring in the new and ever-changing audience that's out there, the new generation of park visitors, if you will, and how do we blend that with an educational message, because education is a primary objective of the agency, and also how do we still um, keep those traditional activities that you, I, our parents, grandparents all enjoyed visiting our parks for. So. We're looking at four park environments around the Platte Valley, Mahoney State Park, Platte River State Park, Louisville State Recreation Area, and Shram Park State Recreation Area. Those are the four target parks for, for this overall project. Big project, <clears throat> will stretch out over about four years, four to five years. Uh, we're building in four different phases of construction, so each phase carries a different element of design and construction with it, of course. And it's a $35 million uh, public-private partnership, so a very huge undertaking for our agency. Uh, but the proud part of that is only about $7.3 million of that is actually state funding through the Game and Parks Commission. The rest of it is being raised uh, privately. Foundations, various donors that are, are interested in what the Game Commission does have a great appreciation for trying to create these park environments for the future and you know their kids or grandkids and all citizens and visitors to the park areas so it's a major undertaking um, and we got a proud history of building our parks that way with these partnerships so um, you, you mentioned a little earlier to me uh, the, the ropes course and then some of the other things that are going to be coming up in the next few weeks here or months uh, mm -hmm. why, don't, why don't you tell me about some of the specific projects that are part of this yeah let me touch on our, our overall mission I guess yeah. with this you know we're trying to create the different zones I talked a little bit about the new recreation um, user uh, traditionalists so on and so forth but we're trying to create park environments that offer different things that tickle the senses if you will you know we want to have a zone that is exciting so the excitement zone we want to have the adventure and discovery zone so that when people visit our parks they encounter something that they don't encounter in their own backyards for instance we also want to have the educational zones where people can learn, take away, build a, and foster a stewardship for the outdoors. And then we want to have serenity zones too that you know people can just go to those parks and relax, listen to the birds, listen to the wind blow through the trees, um, things of that nature. So when you roll all that together, that's what we're trying to accomplish. So the activities that we're prepared to unveil this year start to, start to reveal that um, as our outcomes. So the very first thing that we opened over there was at Platte River State Park. Uh, we called it Crawdad Creek. And it's a series of five ponds above Jenny Newman Lake uh, that we designed. And, and we can pump water into that lake where it pumps into these little ponds and it trickles from pond to pond before it gets into the lake. It helps us to maintain quali water quality in the, in the lake for our fishery. And it creates some wonderful opportunities for kids to get out, wade in these ponds, catch minnows, catch tadpoles, crawdads, hence the name, uh, catch dragonfly larvae. 
in our naturalists, it's a great opportunity for them to use these venues now for, for education. In fact, when we opened that last year, the very first program they did, Memorial Day weekend last year, the report we got back was that this is going to be a success. This is our naturalist speaking. She said, normally I do a program that's about 20 minutes long. After 40 minutes, I couldn't, I couldn't get completed. It, there was such a draw. And when it was over, the kids uh, had to be pulled away, kicking and screaming because they didn't <laughs> want to come out of the ponds. So, you know, that, that's exciting to us because what we're trying to accomplish is those things that uh, many of us experienced growing up. You know, it's not easy to just go out outside and find a creek or find an environment where you can explore and, and learn on your own anymore. So that's what we hope to accomplish here, and Crawdad Creek is a perfect sign of that. I myself can relate as, you know, my playground, my, my venture park was the creek that ran through my backyard when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, all these things I discovered, and my appreciation for the job that I have, you know, was, was developed, you know, in those early days. So. It's exciting. Like I said, it's great to be a part. It's a privilege to be a part of that. So, as we move into this year, you know, we got a number of things coming online. We're, we've been busy with construction. Uh, Venture Park Project is uh, taking a lot of focus of the team because we recognize the priorities uh, that are associated with this. We're developing something at each of the four park venues that I mentioned before. We're getting ready this weekend, in fact, to unveil the next next thing. Um, Arbor Day, we'll have a ribbon cutting event for our ropes course, our, our treetop adventure, that we're in a partnership with the Go Ape organization. How's that for a name in the tree? <laughs> but, you know, how ironic, Go Ape, and then we're doing this on Arbor Day, you know, for the ribbon cutting. So it's a treetop adventure is what it is. And it's a, a firm that we started working with a couple years ago. It's a partnership. And again, our, our this whole project is based on partnerships. Go Ape has provided all the capital investment for this facility. They will maintain it. They'll staff it. It takes a lot of expertise to be safe up there in the trees and run through the routines that are required. So they're going to do all that for us. And then we provide some satellite services, you know, maintain the grounds, the restrooms, trails, things of that nature. So when people come to enjoy this, they're going to see two courses, actually six six different courses within two sections of trees in the forest there over at Mahoney, right adjacent to the big playground over there by Denman and Mary Mallory Coons Theater. They'll check in, they'll get an opportunity to get trained, they'll get to go up into the trees and, and take on different adventures. They're they're tied in into that course with a double what they call a double belay system. So they're always hooked in uh, while they're in the trees. They'll do different challenges, you know, do rope swings, climbing nets. So they'll walk across the suspended boards and poles, step through rings, uh, things of that nature. So the, the excitement's there. It's, it's kind of interesting because it's a confidence builder. Plus, it, it's, a, it's a physical activity, so it's going to take some, you know, some firepower to do this thing. Yeah. And then we have an educational message. While they're up there in the trees, we want them to recognize, the, you know, what type of forest they're in. What are the threats to that forest? What are the creatures that live in the forest? What are the creatures that live on the ground under the forest? So we'll blend our educational interpretive message with that. We're very pleased to work with Go Ape. They have over a dozen courses uh, through the United States. Are and, any of those? Are, are any of their other courses at state parks? Uh, they, in uh, the one that I sampled, that I looked at, a good friend of mine in Delaware, uh, they have a course there at Lums Pond. Hmm. Uh, they have there. We went and visited one in St. Louis to see it on the landscape. They recently opened one in Kansas City area, so 
So this is a great opportunity for folks when they come outdoors. Uh, it's been very popular. Uh, they're taking reservations on website and quite honestly, they're filling up pretty quick. So, will, will most people who go on that course need to make a reservation beforehand once once the beginning rush is over or do you expect there'll be some open times? All right, you know, what's what makes it challenging our park environments is a lot of people pre-plan their trips. So yes, I would recommend that they try to get reservations that coordinate with their visits to the park. But also we entertain a lot of day traffic. People are just, you know, hey, get up, what are we gonna do today? Let's go to Mahoney Park. They show up out there, so we want to have opportunities for them as well. But there is a carrying capacity with this, so you know, chances are that you know, folks may have to come back a second or third time to actually realize the course. So, busy is a good thing, and uh, you know, the course when they're up in there it could take as much as three hours for people to go through this course. It's it's impressive. Uh, staff and myself were out last week, kind of walking underneath it. We didn't go on the course yet. <laughs> Uh, we were walking underneath and kind of looking at things, making sure everything was buttoned up and ready to go for this weekend, and and uh, it is. So Are you going to take a swing at some point? You know, I'll probably be one of these guys that stays secure on the ground. You know, it's uh, I like to plant myself, so. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Same here. Uh, so, so what else is going on? I, I know I'm aware of the rock climbing wall, but there are a lot of other things that are part of this that will be coming up here soon. What, what, what can you lay out? That's, sure. Uh, that's well, let's stay at Mahoney Park, friend, and we'll just kind of make a, a little mini region tour if you're comfortable with that. Sounds great. So also under construction right now at our activity center, and that's where we have the big indoor playground. And in the wintertime, we do the ice skating out there under the open air pavilion. We're adding on to that building, and we're building an indoor rock climbing facility. You talk about impressive. Uh, you know, when we first framed that out, poured the concrete for the floor, I walked in, I looked around, my first impression was, man, we're not, we're not accomplishing much here. But they now have taken the time to <clears throat> build the structures, the climbing facilities and everything, clear up to the ceiling, so 40 plus feet in height. It's impressive. Um, I'm excited. People are going to come there. They're, they're going to have a whole new adventure in our, in our park. So it's, that'll come online. We're hoping to have that maybe late summer is kind of the target we're looking at right now. They've got their assembling the walls. They're putting the climb, the, the holes onto it. And once they get all that done, then we can start building the interior finishes and everything. So that's, that's a big thing that's coming. And then, you know, the other thing is the toboggan runs, the sledding hills. That's all part of it. We want to make that activity center kind of our hub for wintertime activity. So we we've moved, we'll move the existing toboggan runs up to this facility and the slope that is on the east side of the building facing the Kiwit Lodge. We've molded and sculpted that and we put in underground water supply system and snowmaking capability so we can actually groom those runs. We're going to have for the first time one of those great big Arctic cat type grooming machines you know who would ever thought in nebraska <laughs> but that's that's what we're working on and we hope to get finalized an alpine slide there as well as something we're working on trying to finalize the design and the surfacing for that so that we can actually offer a sledding type opportunity all summer long oh wow so okay. pretty exciting stuff there at, at mahoney um you know the other phases are going to we're going to look at expanding the water park facility, putting in a lazy river that'll come in a later phase, and we're looking at uh, really enhancing some of our play features there, doing more with our interpretation, possibly expanding the James Family Conservatory to offer some classrooms there for interpretation, 
just a number of things. We're also putting in some support facilities, new restrooms and such so that people when they come have more opportunity. Putting in a rentable bike type service, uh, just a whole whole array of, of items scheduled for, for there at Mahoney. If we can get to it uh, in the tail end in phase four, we're looking at possibly expanding the Riverview Group Lodge so that we can get into the uh, wedding business a little more. The parks are very popular for wedding destinations, and right now we're limited in the facilities we can offer. So, And, and then take us to some of the other parks. Sure. Well, you hop out on Highway 66 and you go towards the east, you cross the interstate and you get over to Platte River State Park. Great park environment, great history over there. Uh, the transition from Mahoney to Platte River is always interesting. You know, Platte River's been around longer, so you know, you got the mature forests, so on and so forth. Um, one of the things that I'm most excited about over there is the campground that we're developing. We've never had a campground facility at Platte River State Park. We, we have long desired to do that. We're now building a 49 unit uh, fully modernized campground. You'll have water sewer capability hookup, uh, electrical service, Wi-Fi connections. We'll have a natural playground as a part of this. And we're also gonna have for the first time in one of our parks, a, a dog run, off-leash dog park area. You know, it's. People go out to the parks, it's, we look at families, we cater to families, that, that's who we want in our parks. And the family is much different than, it, than it's ever been, and it includes you know everything from grandma and grandpa to mom and dad, the kids, and the dog, uh, typically is what we see in the park. So we wanna provide some features there for them. Also at Platte River, uh, I mentioned the Crowdhead Creek is the first thing we, we did as a part of the program, and that's there, of course. We're building glamping cabins. So, you know, the new trend out there, if you go and you Google glamp, uh, glamping cabins, you see all kinds of things. Typically in remote settings, you know, with great scenic vistas situated along a creek stream, you know, trout fishing opportunities, things of that nature. But glamorous camping is, you know, something that folks want to do. They want to go out and they want to camp, but they want all the comforts that are available to them. You know, they want the soft bed. They want to be able to escape uh, the bugs and get inside. So we, we've taken a unique twist in, our, in Nebraska with that. We've looked at some of the tent yurt type structures that are out there. We've looked uh, at some of the cabins, which are actually small cabins, and kind of tried to blend those two things together. We'll open three facilities this summer, three units, and they are situated remotely back in the hills looking out over the Platte Valley. So very, very great locations darker area of the park, so at night it's gonna be dark around there. There's skylights in, in the living room so you can look up to see the stars. Each will be fully equipped. You'll have heating, air conditioning. You'll have a nice soft bed in there, restroom, small kitchenette, wonderful deck with a little fire grill area outside. All again, looking out over the Platte Valley. Unique feature is to blend that outdoor experience into it. The oversized French doors that, that gain you entry into the living space can roll open. You can wheel the bed out onto the deck, huh. and there's a canopy that you can draw over the top of the bed. You can actually sleep outside inside of a little bug screen net and enjoy the outdoors experience. You can you know entertain the raccoons as they come up on the deck to say <laughs> hello, <laughs> all those things. But 
You know, people are excited about that. It's uh, I've I've talked about the glamping cabins in various presentations I've given, and people are are really wanting that experience. Small units, you know, designed for couples, uh, is what we have there. Um, but I th- I think we're going to be it's going to be a home run for us. Or they should be very popular. And and are there more of those planned in the future? Are you you starting with the three and then seeing where it goes? Yeah, we're going to see. You know, we're kind of you know getting our toe in the water with some of this stuff to see how things are and and you know if they're successful. Yeah, we'll we'll look at doing doing more of those. So. Okay. And uh, tell me about uh, about the other parks. Or well, if there's more at Platte. Hey, hey, I'm not done at Platte River. <laughs> <laughs> this is a full package. I want to stress a little bit how important this is. You know, I started out by talking about, you know, the different zones that we create. It's it's very paramount for our agency to make sure that, that we, the Game and Parks Commission, are are recognized as the premier source of outdoor recreation, whether it's hunting or fishing or wildlife watching or park experiences, things of those nature. We want to be recognized as, as the place that you go. Uh, define these experiences. So the Venture Park Project is very important to us in helping to fulfill that niche, build our relevancy so that we become top of mind as the recreation destinations. And we're hopeful and we're confident that everything we're doing here will will achieve that objective for us. But still a Platte River, uh, you know, I got to talk about the river access. You know, the Platte River, great history. The, the park is named after the Platte River. We're creating an access point down on the Little Decker Creek that people can get out in kayaks, uh, either Canoe 2 or Kayak 2, Platte River State Park, and take out at that destination. Or they can put in at Decker Creek, paddle out into the Platte River, float down then to Louisville and take out. So it gives them an opportunity for a short trip experience, but an opportunity to experience the Platte River uh, and get on that historic river. So that's an important element for us. Uh, The old swimming pool. The old swimming pool is going away. You know, we've had some people ask us why. Well, I, that's easy to answer. It's because that facility was beginning to cost us a ridiculously large amount of money. And we've got a responsibility to, to be good stewards of the state's financial resources. And it's it looked like the best move for us was going to be to convert that into a new trending thing out there, which is a, a spray park, basically, and a squirt gun center. We have a great swimming pool facility at Platte River or at Mahoney State Park already, which will expand. So we still have that service within 10-minute drive. And, and that pool at Platte was not uh, was not uh, wheelchair accessible, right? Right, so you, right. Any, so there any was, there were a lot of reasons yeah. behind why we had to uh, go after this. And, uh, again, it was just it was cost prohibitive to invest more dollars there. So the spray park, and it's uniquely designed, it'll be the only two-tiered split-level spray park uh, around in the Midwest. It may be nationwide, I'm not sure, uh, but certainly in the region it'll be the only two-tiered. It'll be very large. It'll be larger than what you typically find in spray park environments. It'll have a water slide in it, various spray features. We'll have a nice little birthday party pavilion there, so it'll be a great location for, for families to come out and celebrate a birthday party under a shade structure right adjacent to the spray area. And some other, you know, little pavilions that people can get out of the sun, watch their kids, have a good time. We're very excited about that. We intend uh, and hope if the weather cooperation, it's been tough this year. You know, this winter just don't want to let go of this. But <laughs> this week, hope, this week. Yeah, we're hoping Memorial Day weekend is, is our target for that. Oh. So we want to make sure because we Memorial Day is the traditional kickoff to the year, so we know people are coming. So we want to try to have it available for them. 
Uh, and there's so many other things. We're going to be developing a large outdoor playground, kind of a natural playground, which is going to be an incorporation of various climbing elements, interpretive features, uh, ropes, and little mini zip lines for kids, uh, obstacle courses, and things of that nature. Uh, that's That'll be coming in the next phase over there at, at Platte River, so we're excited about that. So let's get back in the vehicle. Let's head over towards Shram, you drive, or towards Louisville, you drive down into the community of Louisville. Louisville State Recreation Area, one of our most popular um, park areas. Very strategically located right along Highway 50, just south of Omaha area. We entertain many, many thousands of people there. Uh, the landscape is pretty filled with RV opportunities. You know, that's where people go. Great fishing lakes. You can fish the Platte River. You can fish in the ponds uh, or the sandpit lakes there at the park. We're going to put in lake number two there adjacent to the uh, swimming area a big floating playground. Uh, and this is something as, you know, imagine if you would kind of the ninja challenge, you know, that you see on TV. This is a structure that's going to float out there that uh, has got numerous features, slides, climbs, jumps, obstacles, you know, where you hop from, you know, pedestal to pedestal without falling in the water and you race across this course. Uh, we're hoping to have that in place this summer. We're working with a company to, you know, finalize design and purchase of that, put it in the water and, and um, let everybody come out and wet their whistle in a new opportunity there at Louisville. So we're pretty excited about that. We're looking at, um, you know, updating our concession operation there a little bit and offering some canoe and kayak opportunities, paddle boards and water cycles out of the concession operation. So just a lot of things going to take place there too. And our, our naturalist programming, you know, we do a lot of interpretation of Platte River and Mahoney, but we've got a large captive audience right there at Louisville. So we're going to take and bring our naturalist program to them with educational trunks, what we call a trunk, which is materials we pack along for various interpretation opportunities, and go down there and, and take these educational messages to, to the folks that are residing and relaxing there. So. Right. And uh, last park, SRAM, right? Well, I got one more thing oh, okay. in Louisville. So. <laughs> and this, this is going to be a great feature. We're also building river access there. We get a lot of airboaters that come out to the area. It's a great airboat launch. So we're, we're creating a facility for airboaters and for kayakers uh, to get into the river there at Louisville as well. So great feature. So that'll be the, the, the Platte River facility will, will be just you bring your boat up. It, it's no, there's no vehicle access, there, right. whereas at Louisville there will be a Right, okay. that is correct, that is correct. So let's hop back in the, out there on the highway, head up uh, Highway 31 towards uh, Shram, a uh, beautiful park area. You know, that, that's a scenic drive, and, and you go right past the lead uh, connection bridge there, crosses the river, great, great hiking opportunity. You know, I'm sure you've been out there, I go out there a lot with my grandkids, they, they think it's wonderful. But that's a beautiful drive. I encourage people just to take that drive. So you get over to SRAM. SRAM's interesting for us because it was actually the, the area where our, our agency began. You know, the original Gretna fish hatchery. That was the start of the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. So, you know, we, we walk upon that landscape with a lot of pride and, and the opportunity to, you know, bring new vitality to that landscape. And uh, the aquarium there, the old Exarban Aquarium that people are familiar with, Total, total makeover, total change taking place there. Uh, you're not going to recognize it. Uh, that's how much expansion that, that's taking place. 
when you walked into the old facility, it was a great facility. You know, at its time, it was, it was a premier facility. But things have changed. So we've gone in and we've taken out all the old tanks, uh, the old theater areas is being converted. When folks go in now, instead of staring into a fish tank and looking at one particular species of fish, and it kind of sits there in front of you uh, as you're looking at it, you're going to now walk into an opportunity where you see ecosystems. You're going to see lake ecosystems, stream ecosystems, pond, reservoir type ecosystems. So all the fish will be mixed together. They'll be able to swim, you know, in these environments, and it gives a better reflection of actually what exists out there. Great, great interpretation opportunities. And some of these tanks are going to have features to where the, the child or adult can actually stick their heads almost in. It's a bubble that goes into the aquarium so you can surround yourself with that environment. So when that big blue cat comes swimming by you, you know, it kind of comes out of the corner of your eye experience. Um, th those are the things we want. Th those are the learning experiences for us. When it trips your senses to that degree to where it's a bit of a surprise or something you, that, you know, is exciting to you, those are memorable opportunities. So the tanks uh, is just a small component. We're also going to interpret terrestrial aspects of a river environment. So we'll have an area that you can actually see an old uh, oak tree and there'll be t live animal tanks as a part of that display. We'll have features to where when you go in you can actually hop on a mountain bike and uh, you'll have a video in front of you that shows you the trails that exist at Shram, Platte River, other locations. But, but the area serves as kind of the enticement. When you walk through the doors, you see all these things. And what we're explaining is all this is available to you once you exit that door. And you head towards the east and you experience the park environment as a whole. So here's your invitation. Here's what it's all about. Now go out and enjoy this. Um, there'll be classroom opportunities there. You know, the old theater uh, is going away. A lot of classes were conducted in there. We're now going to have a state-of-the-art classroom facility do a lot of programming over there. We're going to have a great educational team involved in this. Um, I'm excited. That is going to be a premier uh, facility. School groups are already interested in our, our education team has been working to, to generate that interest and it's going to be a huge success for us. Uh, we're also developing river access over at SRAM, of course. Traditionally, we've always had river access there. The rivers kind of beat us up on that a little bit. <laughs> so we're putting in a new point uh, that'll accommodate more kayaking opportunities that will be open this summer. And uh, the, the aquarium construction, I should say, probably looking at January next year, I'm guessing, you know, if things fall into place. That's open year-round. So yeah, it'll be yeah. open year-round. Yeah. Then in Shramp, too, it's going to all be all about, you know, the experience. Uh, the ponds that exist there, we're talking activities where people get out there, uh, learn to kayak. They can build rafts, perhaps. We've talked about some pirate raft opportunities where they can make their own little rafts and, and float them out there in the lakes. Uh, the trail system is very unique. The canyon ponds, which were the original ponds that we uh, housed the fish in back in the day, will be converted into an interpretive area. And we're talking about a large treehouse component as a part of that. So a lot of exciting stuff. So, so do you see, uh, stepping back to Mahoney a little bit, I mean, obviously that's always 
for as long as I can remember, been sort of the park that is the most developed, <coughs> has, has a lot of uh, indoor and outdoor activities. Do you see these other three parks becoming more like that, or, or will Mahoney always sort of be the, the most developed of, of the four? Well, that's a good question. I appreciate you asking that. And, and quite honestly, what you see as a part of our um, expansion plan is basically trying to fulfill what the public, public expects. You know, when I first started in the agency back in the 80s, you know, basically the park recreation season was a Memorial Day to Labor Day deal. And it's like the light switch was turned on, the light switch was turned off, things buttoned up. Over the course of my career, I've seen that change. You know, RV units, uh, the camping world has changed, uh, equipment is much better. We started to develop cabins so people can come out year-round. Many park environments offer different things at different times. Usually, Eden Cave is a perfect example of a spring, uh, fall park. You know, we're doing a big spring kickoff down there this Saturday, the mushroom, mushroom event. Um, so basically, we've had to modify our operations to meet what the expectations of the guests are. Mahoney was the real first step out for us in a year-round park environment. We found that that was very successful. And basically everything that we're doing now, we try to take a look at the year-round aspect to see if we can accomplish that. It's not always possible, um, and it's not possible in all park locations, but where we can, we're trying to. And a lot of that will incorporate educational aspects. You know, Wildcat Hills out of Scotts Bluff, um, beautiful facility, year-round facility with shooting range and everything that we've done out there. Fort Robinson now is being developed into more year-round type opportunities. You know, we're even looking at doing more cabins in, in some of the western parks to give more year-round experience. Medicine Creek by Cambridge. There's a lot of folks that after the park season's over, the hunting the hunting crowd comes, and they're looking for places to stay, and, and it's great in those park environments because they can bring their fishing gear, fish, hunt, do all those things. Kind of the non-traditional park activities of it. Our parks are gateways for that. Uh, we, we consider them to be kind of the building blocks for all these other services that, that we do as an agency. Uh, people can find them in our parks. So, Great Quiet Ponca State Park. I mean, I could go on and on, Zach, just looking at what we've done for development outstate to uh, provide provide for our constituency. And, and obviously, you're kind of the development guy at the at the uh, game parks, or your division would be I'm, more development. I'm one of a great and, team. Yeah. It's yeah. it's uh, you know it, we've got a very diverse team. Uh, the venture park effort has incorporated uh, input from all divisions of our agency, and uh, yeah, I, it, it it's great to be a part of that. And many members of our parks team are are involved in the process as well. Yeah. So, so just the, probably my last question. Uh, you, uh, you, you, you do the development. How do you kind of strike that balance where you manage to protect that the sort of wildness of these parks? Because obviously that's a focus too. Yeah. Well, in, in a lot of that, that's that's a great question, and we do have a responsibility uh, to be wise stewards of, of our outdoor resources, and you know that's one of our primary messages, and we we do that very diligently. One way to accomplish that in the parks is because they are gateways, and we got you know over 12 million visitors annually is what we estimate. Those are there's opportunity for us to reach those folks and, and build within them an appreciation for the outdoors. So we're always looking to protect you know critical resources. We've got a number of initiatives in our parks, such as forest preservation, Indian Cave, Ponca, Shadron. We've invested great effort into preserving those landscapes. 
we're, we're following the pollinator trends very closely and developing these pollinator uh, gardens everywhere we can in our park areas to help with that message. Uh, anything, you know, natural resource related, we're very sensitive. We go through a routine where we, we involve our wildlife, we involve state historical society to make sure that we're not infringing upon, you know, those critical elements in there. The educational messages that we develop will, will help foster that forward for us. Um, there's some great landscapes out there, and uh, we have a responsibility to protect them. We also have a responsibility to operate, you know, in a, in a sensible and responsible manner. The business, uh, the business plan that we developed for the venture parks tells us what we need to do, how we need to do it, what we need to charge for rates, so on and so forth, so that we can offset the expenses that are associated with, with the venture park. So we need to operate, and we're a user-based system, uh, and the majority of our funds, the greatest majority of our funds, come from the users, so we, we've got to be responsible with how we reinvest those things. Great. Okay. Well, thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. And hey, great opportunity. The... And good to be here. And I expect to see you uh, out in the park. So. <laughs> yeah, ropes course. I'll be looking down at you. From there you go. I'll back. wave. Okay. <laughs> Just, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, thanks, Jim. Um, uh, that's all for today. Uh, thanks again to Jim Swenson from the Game and Parks Commission for coming on the show. Uh, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe. Uh, we're on iTunes. Just search Lincoln Journal Star. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Jim.